Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Hi, for the Salvation Army, this is Bernie Dake. And I'm Cheryl Gillum. And Bernie, it is so good to have you back in the studio. Thank Welcome you. Welcome back. It is good to be back. And I'm I'm glad to tell you, I'm blessed to say yeah. that uh, I was out for surgery related to colon cancer. And the doctors tell me that they find no evidence of disease. And that's Amen. a beautiful Praise thing. God. We're starting a new 11-week series today with our friend and my pastor, or what the Salvation Army calls Corps Officer, Captain Ken Argot. And the series is called Skeptics Welcome. This is a series we've been working on for a while, and we're very grateful to all of you who have sent in your own questions around this topic. That's right. Several weeks ago, we began asking our listeners what questions you get from unbelievers or questions you may have yourself about God, creation, the Bible, and you name it. And Ken Argot has joined us to do a deep dive into many of these questions. And I know this is going to be a tremendous blessing for us all. Now, full disclosure, Ken is a seminarian. He's really very knowledgeable about the Bible, and uh, he he does not ever come unprepared to a pulpit. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, this radio program is a pulpit for him. He gets to share what he's learned or gleaned from his study of the Word of God. But I think we should say it's perfectly natural for us to question our faith, particularly when bad things happen or in my case, when you're given a diagnosis of cancer. I mean, how could God let that happen? I feel like I'm a good person. I do good things. But at the end of the day, uh, if I love God, I have to trust God. Right. And right. I, I think hey, you've probably heard people ask questions about their faith or their or Absolutely. why God would let things happen to good people. Well, the thing is, is we're not machines, right? We right. weren't created as machines. And we're created to have a personal relationship with God. And I think these crisis moments that you're talking about are actually very important for our development and our faith. Mm. It helps us to know the very foundation of why we believe what we believe, because we're going through it ourselves. And it's not you're not being spoon fed, whether that's from your parents or uh, a spiritual mentor or anybody else, but it's your own personal faith journey with God. I've heard some people say that God does not have any grandchildren Mm -hmm. because we're all children of God. Right. He doesn't want us to be harmed or to, to experience harm or bad things, but this is one of those times when in a fallen world, like you said as we were preparing for the episode, uh, things happen. Right. And we believe that God can make all things work together for good for those that love him. And uh, it's just, uh, this is going to be a great series. I hope that our listeners really tune in, particularly to hear Ken. Yeah. Now, we will say that while Ken tried to address specifically as many of the questions as he could, there's only so much he could cover in this series. So please reach out to us during the series if there's a question or a topic that you're really looking for answers on. We'll try our best to point you in the right direction, and we've got a great team of people here that want to help. Send us an email at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org or call 1-800-229-9965. You're the answer to our prayers A faithful God who cares You're the answer for all we need We sing holy, holy, holy 
Well, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Captain Ken Argot. I am an officer in the Salvation Army, the pastor of the Atlanta Temple Corps, which is what we call churches in the Salvation Army. And over the next 11 weeks, we are going to be looking at different questions that many of you have sent in. Um, we, uh, we sort of entitled this Skeptics Welcome, but the truth is I think there's nothing wrong with being a skeptic. In fact, I think that's why they chose me for this podcast, because I don't just believe things right out of the box. I I need some proofs. I need to wrestle with the logic. I need to experience it for myself. And I believe that anything that's worth believing needs to be able to go through this filter of our own imagination in order to come out to the other side where we can say, yes, I believe this, uh, and it's true. And so that's what we're going to be looking at over the next 11 weeks. Um, And so I hope that you join us in that journey. One of the first questions that, you know, sort of pops out in everybody's mind is, uh, does God even exist? Uh, I mean, you could ask the question, can anything exist? If you've watched uh, Young Sheldon and there's virtual reality, you know, how do I know that I'm not uh, in some kind of game being played by some big caterpillar? Who knows? Um, my dad uh, always brought up the, the idea that a bumblebee's wings are too small to carry the bumblebee, according to science, and yet the bumblebee doesn't know it. And so the bumblebee keeps on flying anyway. You know, some things don't make sense. Um, and we have to really kind of critically look at where logic comes in and where sometimes faith comes in, where those intertwine, and then sometimes where we might even need to separate them. If you want a fair treatment of whether God exists or not, um, I, I ask you to look at uh, a book called Does God Exist by Hans Kung. Uh, he also has two other books on being a Christian that are vital for you to read. He is a Catholic priest theologian, but he can't teach in Catholic schools because uh, he doesn't believe in infallibility. So it's interesting that all of us have our places where we say that doesn't fit the test of what I think I know about the scriptures, what I experience in my heart and mind. Uh, Wesley will even go on to say that there's sort of like a quadrilateral test that scriptures and reason and experience and tradition all play a part in what we believe. But uh, Hans Kung will go through every question that you might even want uh, some kind of answer to, uh, from Hegel to Nietzsche. And uh, then he even adds why Christ and his ways uh, are, are what we should follow. Thomas Aquinas said that there are five reasons uh, in his book, uh, well, his works, Summa Theologica. Uh, there are five 
reasons why we should believe that there's a God that exists. There's the unmoved mover, which is sort of like that clockmaker mentality that there has to be something that in the beginning that created all this. There's the first cause um, that you can't have anything that is set in motion um, that didn't first have a cause and then this effect. It's a cosmological argument. There's this necessary existence theory where, like, where did our ideas come from? You know, the fact that we even come up with an idea about God must mean that there must be some reason to that. Um, There's this idea of degrees of goodness um, because I want to do good. Um, Why why wouldn't if if there's no God, why wouldn't we just want to do all kinds of things that we could care less about anybody else? I mean, that's that's sort of evil. But why would we choose to do good? There must be something out there that says we must do good. Um, And then this idea of need for purpose, that we have a purpose in life. Uh, that not just at the end of life there is zero existence and we're done and uh, buried six feet deep or thrown our ashes into the sea as if nothing even mattered. We believe that there is something intrinsic about life that there's a purpose for each one of us. Now, you can go through all those tests and you could still come up with this idea. Well, where is the empirical evidence where, you know, show me God. I don't think we're ever going to get to that point. Um, all I can think of is from my own limited human mind is that in all the things that are possibly knowable, there's no way that I could know it all. <laughs> um, and when I look at um, creation, And when you look at the sunrise and the sunset and you look at the mountains and the trees and and you think of all the grand design that goes into creation, which is mentioned by Paul in Romans 1, 20 and following, that all creation showed us this idea that there is indeed something drawing us to a God, that, that no one should miss this. Um, And so I believe that at the end of the day, you can reason all the things you want to, but you're going to have to take a leap of faith. Soren Kierkegaard uh, will often talk about this, that there's this, at the end of the day, are you going to take the leap of faith and say, yes, I trust this to be true because it's better than everything else that I've looked at. You're not going to know at the end of the day uh, for sure anything. Um, But there will come this, what Wesley called a assurance in your heart that, yes, I'm on the right path and I choose to follow him. Now, part of the reason why we are doing this show is not to convince you uh, that you believe in Jesus or believe in God. But it's many of the times that you come in contact with your friends um, and they're going to ask you all these questions. And so what I would say about that is be careful when we think that we have to defend God. Now, apologetics is sort of like the uh, defense of God. And I'm probably the wrong guy if you're looking for the apologetic guy. Um, uh, I don't like to argue people into the kingdom because I don't think that that works very well. And God doesn't need our defending. The purpose is evangelism. When you go to Paul and you see him there in Athens and he's looking at all the gods before him and he finds this one statue that says to an unknown God, oh, we we can't possibly know all the gods out there. So there's this one God that we don't even know his name. 
And Paul says to those who are standing around, let me tell you about this God that you don't know. That's evangelism. It's not defending God. It's about showing God through our life and through our understanding of the scriptures that there is indeed something that somebody has never seen and there's some good news for them today. That's it for today. Next week, join us again. And we're going to look at the question of God may exist, but does he really care? We'll see you next week. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972, Atlanta, Georgia, 30359. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store. And be sure to give us a rating. Just search for The Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for The Salvation Army's Words of Life.